Okay, so didn't record yesterday. That's all right. I'm recording today. How are y'all doing? I said I was gonna be as consistent as I can, and I'm not tired, but it's more. It's not work to do this. That's a lie. But to come on here and be like, I'm gonna record a podcast today, takes a lot. Um. And I also just came up with this topic that um, I I don't know if I even want to talk about it. It's not bad, but it's just so sensitive. But this is just what came to my mind about 15 minutes ago. Because I was like, oh, I should record a podcast. And I'll talk about this. Nice ramble. Let's go. Okay. So what I was, what I am going to talk about today is what I have recently come to the conclusion that I have, which is a binge eating problem. So I didn't actually, I don't actually think I have binge eating disorder per se. I've done my fair share of reading on eating disorders and I know what binge eating disorders is and all it entails. And I don't think I'm, as I'm diagnosing myself without going to treatment, I wouldn't say that I have a full on binge eating disorder as if someone would have like anorexia or bulimia or binge eating disorder. But I do have a binge eating issue. So I, um, I don't know. Well, I guess I should start with my history. So I have always been extremely obsessed with my weight and I was obsessed with my weight, not because of societal pressures or not because somebody told me outside, like a boy told me I was fat or people called me fat in school. None of that ever happened. The reason why I have always been obsessed with my weight because my parents are obsessed with theirs. So my parents, well, my mom in particular, used to be a bigger woman. And so somebody called her fat once. This is the story I've heard. Somebody called her fat once. And I guess she's always been maybe just a little bit tiny, chunky, kind of. I haven't seen pictures of her looking fat, but this is what she said. And um, she stopped eating, she said, for like three or four months and lost all that weight and never gained it back. And my father is also very obsessive about weight. Now, keep in mind, we're black, and in our culture, I mean, weight is not necessarily something we really obsess over. Like, the standard for, I think, for black folks is definitely at least a little thick, definitely not thin. But those two and my entire family, there's always, and I guess that's the way it was back when they were growing up, they held themselves to the societal standard uh because they want to present themselves a certain way. So they just were obsessed with not being fat. So as a result, um, if I'm not fat, if my kids are fat, that's just like me and me being fat. So because your projections of me, you relate to me. So that means you are fat. And if you're fat, that means I'm fat. So there's always, 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 always comments Um, always um, horrible comments about how I'm getting fat. I am fat. I'm going to be fat. I am fat. Constantly, 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 constantly uh, throughout childhood. Whenever I went, even from college on, when I went to college and came home, fat. You're fat. Always. When I came home, you're fat. Anyway, it's just to the point where it would just make me cry sometimes because it just would not stop. 
Um, when I was living in Alabama, you're getting fat, you're getting fat, you're getting fat. It was all the time. They were obsessed. So having this mindset implanting you as a kid, you're going to be obsessed with your weight. And if, even if you ask them now that, um, you know, why did you do that? They would be proud of it. They would be proud of that. They're like, yeah, we're glad you do that because if you did, you'd be huge now and you're not. Look, look what we did, you know. So there, that started a lifelong obsession of weight. I already had, I already have slash had self-esteem issues, but the weight was just a huge part of it. It was just like a huge cloud and I was always obsessed. So because of that, um, I've always been very conscious of it. Um, and I've always binged and restricted binge and restricted not to the extent that I feel I have binge eating disorder I've never gone into the kitchen and eaten like a whole you know well maybe here sometime maybe I am down playing this but I've never gone into the kitchen and I've eaten like an entire um you know entire contents of the refrigerator in one sitting and came back and went to sleep and um I've never maybe I have but I've never um just you know ate a, a, a huge plethora of food at one time for several days in a row and then came back and went to sleep. It's, it hasn't been that consistent, but it has been a, a level of binging and restriction. So this is what I feel my disconnect is now. Um, over what I found out during quarantine is um, I have an issue with sugar. I have an issue with sugar. I, I'm, I'm, I'm allergic to gluten in the sense that I am addicted to gluten. I am allergic to gluten. does have, gives me really bad issues. But I'm also very addicted to sugar. But when I was eating gluten, I was addicted to it. So I believe that was what caused a lot of the binging. So right now, the problem I have since I kicked gluten out of my life um, is the sugar. So basically, I have a really binging problem with sugar. And it just kicks off all my binge eating issues that I've had my whole life. I will eat, to give you an example, I will eat candy for a meal. I would, like if I was like, when I'm feeling something, I'm feeling some type of way, I'm getting stressed. I go straight to the corner store, I go get me two things of candy and eat it, which is not a lot. But um, the only reason I do that, because if I kept it in the house, it would be gone. Um, I... Um, I can't keep any sugar in the house. If I buy a cake or something or like a pastry or ice cream, it'll be gone in like one sitting. If I have um, if I have any kind of candy in the house, say I bought some seeds candy for myself and I just ate like, I can't just eat one. I have to have like, I, it'll be like five or six and I'll have the whole box. It'll be gone two days. It's a really big problem. And then on top of that, it would just lead to other issues. Like when you have potato chips and any kind of snacks it's full of sugar this is just is full of sugar it's processed food but it's straight up sugar and i am addicted to it addicted 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 so um i had a real bad problem starting in july because i was pretty stressed out because of it is depression and um i just started self-medicating myself with sugar again it was just Starbucks. It was just like all kinds of Starbucks, all kinds of candy, all kinds of like, you know, those, you know, I have a really bad addiction to those like, you know, candied peanuts and stuff like the, 
the you know those candy one the praline pecans the honey roasted peanuts those are things i am addicted to that those are the worst for me um and i started back on that full stop starting from july on and um i had so many issues i feel like it wasn't even just a brain fall. I have a ridiculous amount of digestive issues because I was binging, 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 binging so much. But I kept the sugar and the binging came from me self-medicating the depression. I wanted to pick myself up out of the doldrums for the depression. So that's why my binge eating sugar wise got so bad. And to me, and the binge eating sugar just leads to a whole host of binge eating period. I was always eating. And this is what happened over the summer. And so... Over the years, the binge eating sugar, I call it the binge, I named it binge eating sugar. It wasn't necessarily the weight per se that affected me because I restrict so much that it, it sort of counterbalanced the binging, which is horrible. But it was just the fact that it affected my body and my brain so much and made it just, I was just basically self-medicating my depression. So, um... It's, I, I think a lot of us do this and I've just become, I've just admitted to myself today that this is a problem for me that I really medicate, med, self-medicate my depression with food and, you know, yeah, food. So I'm talking about this because just because I feel like, and I, I don't think I've ever really admitted that out loud before that I have been on all these crazy diets because I have a, in my food cure, you know, I'm self-medicating my depression. Anyway, so I can't claim about that. And um, so as far as like what else the cycle is, I've just had this cycle my whole life of um, I would just go on these. I went on a military diet. Y'all know what the military diet is where you eat like 1100, 800 to 1100 calories a day. I went on keto so many times. I made up myself so sick. Um, I went on, I calorie counted a lot over, I lost 20 pounds too from calorie counting. I calorie counted quite a bit over quarantine and that's what really ultimately helped lose a lot of the weight. But the calorie counting basically happened because I was just really trying to restrict my food and it was just a, to me the healthiest way to restrict my food. And I have been on so many diets. Like, I have been on so many diets. And I think about it right now, just the obsession of my weight over the years because of my um, dysfunctional family dynamic. And it's just how it has really, really affected me. And also another thing that I did was I used to actually really go off on other people about their diets. Like, I did that a lot. And I was just like, you need to count calories and feel better about yourself. And um, you need to, if you want to lose, you need to do this. I had a friend who, at the time, I thought I was trying to help lose weight. I wasn't helping her at all. All I was doing was projecting my own damn insecurities. But I had this friend who I was trying to lose weight, and I would just go off on her all the time because she just wasn't trying hard enough to lose weight. And like, why are you not restricting? And it was just basically me yelling at myself under the guise of helping her. And even then, I didn't realize, like, how much of a problem this had become. But it is a problem. And, um, you know, I'm talking about this now because I just want to be free of it. So basically, I quit 
um, sugar again. I quit. I also have a really bad addiction to nuts. We'll talk about that too. Um, I quit sugar again because I can't just have one piece of cake. I can't just have one thing of candy. I can't do that. If I could have one piece of candy, I would not quit sugar. But if I could just have one at a time and just eat it every now and again, even if I could just eat it two, three times a week, it would be a non-issue. I can't do that. I have to have it every day. I'm also addicted to nuts. So eating, I mean, when I say nuts, I mean like almonds, any, any, I have, it's like the nuts are there. It's just something to chew on in replace of the sugar. And I got addicted to that as well. So um, I'm addicted to those sweet candied nuts almonds honey roasted almonds all that i'm addicted to that so addicted to that because in my mind it's a healthier substitute for the sugar so i got all of that and then still got on i'm like okay if i eat raw almonds then that won't be as bad got addicted to that because i was using it as a replacement snack for all the other crap i was eating so what happens is when you eat a lot of nuts too many Um, because you're replacing the addiction with another addiction, you have too much omega-6 in your body and you get inflammation and you have digestive problems. And so I was having that issue as well. So I was really addicted to sugar and nuts. Bad, 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 bad. I, you know, I tried to kick it last year. I remember putting my, my, my screen cover on my iPod was no sugar and no nuts for like 30 days or something like that. It was longer than that. And then I, I quit doing it, and then here we are again doing it again. So um, let's talk about binging um, and male gaze and why you're doing it. So when I was binging like that and restricting, the binging restricting cycle, you know, this is really bad. I wanted to just feel like I had a leg up on people because I wasn't fat like oh look at me I'm not fat that was just my that was my MO I'm not fat see I'm not fat and um it, it was almost like I was just using that as a way for me to get in the door maybe be considered went for men when I wasn't would probably would have been before like look I'm skinny see and that was a big thing for me. And I was obsessed with me being skinny in an effort not to keep a man, but to get one first. Like, he'll just be blown away by my thinness that he'll have to be with me, okay? Um, and if I am thin, that means that people, is you know, as a black woman, people would see me as an exception. Because that's what we put, that's what the seed that was planted in my mind for so long that if I'm a thinner black woman that I would just lend myself with being the exception to, you know, the stereotype. And that was a big thing for me. And neither one of those things ever never happened. And I was still obsessed with it because I wanted to make it happen because I was so depressed about my life. It was like the only thing I had, the only thing I had being skinny um and like look i'm skinny see exception that's gonna give me something i'm special that means it's gonna give me something that's gonna give me a man that's gonna give me more opportunities and um it did it work really not really no it worked kind of sort of kind of sort of but not to the extent that i wanted it to work 
But because that sort of kind of was just an inkling of what I thought was to come, I kept freaking doing it. So let me explain my my cycle over the last probably like 20 years. So basically I would get up in the morning and have oatmeal with brown sugar in it as a bacon. And then during the lunchtime, I would have like around in the middle of the day, I would have a big thing of flavored coffee, a flavored latte with a whole bunch of sugar in it. And during lunch, I would have a microwave. This is when I was at when I was in the office. I would have a microwave meal, or I would have a sandwich with a whole bunch of bread and some chips. And then I would go home and I would eat dinner and I would eat a bowl of cereal. But I wouldn't just eat any cereal. I would eat a bowl of fruity pebbles, a big bowl, and sometimes I eat two bowls. And then I would go to Planet Fitness <laughs> and work out. Um, for about 45 minutes to an hour. Like, I did that for years. Years I did that. Um, it, but you see, I'm a sugar I was eating during the day. And so, and I even um, designed my life like, okay, I ate, excuse me, I ate something salty. I'm going to eat something sweet. Salty, sweet. That's how I balanced out my life. Years. And whenever I put on a little weight or something like that, I would just, what would I even do? I would just stop eating after I think after five o'clock that's what that's what be my am I would just stop eating after five o'clock and when I when I started getting a little weight and uh, whatever five pounds I gained I would come back down uh it was such a it's such a vicious terrible toxic cycle for so long that was just a staple of one of my diets but that was the main one I had when I was at work when we started working at home again then I started eating real meals and stuff I still ate a lot of sugar I didn't even break that sugar pack for a while um and the sugar that I have now is from me going to the store and buying candy and chips and all that crap. So I I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I'm talking about it. <laughs> so I really want to get out of the mindset of me, me being a black woman and me thinking that I'm going to manipulate my life to be perceived a certain way which I got real bad. Um, I live in this city now, and it just really messed me up because the way, if you are a black woman, the way you're treated here is just like, well, basically, if you're a black woman, um, everybody kind of looks at you the same. I've always like low-key knew that, and it always bothered me because I've, I was so insecure and always wanted to prove myself. I wanted to prove to everyone that I was better. I was always in this cycle that I was, look, I look, I can do this, I'm better. Um, it was horrible. It was, it was all based on whatever. But, you know, um, you know, people kind of view you as either ghetto girl or they view you as just like super strong, like super stoic black woman. And um, they put you in that box really, really quick, really quick. And they treat you that way. And I was so obsessed with just getting out of that box somehow. And I thought that me being being thin would make me put me in another category in some people's minds. Most people's minds. That never happened. And also, too, I've, there's been so many times that I've gained a whole bunch of weight and lost a whole bunch of weight. I saw how people treated me when I lost a whole bunch of weight. I just wanted to keep that rhythm going. 
it's like, oh, you lost weight. And then I was, uh, it'd be treated totally differently. There have been several times, not several times, but a few times in my life where I've lost like 20 plus pounds, like over quarantine, I just lost 20 pounds or something. And um, over, yeah, over several times in my life, because of stress-induced trauma, I lost like 30 pounds. And it was it treated me different. So I'm like, I want to keep that going. You know, I want to keep that going. And so it just became this vicious cycle. And um, I like that people treated me like the exception and um nothing but the thing is that's but there's really not a huge aspect about my life that's really changed it just never gave me it never gave me better jobs it never gave me I mean, damn sure ain't never gave me a man it never gave me um what I really wanted out of it I've I it never I never was happy I wasn't just looking in the mirror and I just, I wasn't happy. I was broke as hell. So I really couldn't even wear cute clothes. Really nothing happened came from all of that self-torture. It, nothing came from that self-mutilation, nothing. And I'm, it was like, why are you doing this to yourself? You keep doing this to yourself to have this ex- expected result that never came. So the hardcore truth is majority of my life, um, I usually hover around a size eight, eight or 10. That's like, that was anyway, my normal size when I was eating the diet that I had just mentioned earlier, when I was eating oatmeal with brown sugar and eating sandwiches and chips, and I was eating like food pebbles, I was a size like eight and maybe a 10 on a bad day, but I would start myself get back down to eight. Um, and you know, that to me because I had been bigger in my life, was just like, I have to be an eight, you know? I wasn't particularly skinny. I was never thin. I mean, I'm talking about being thin now, and I do think an eight, a size eight is not big at all. But it wasn't this thinness that I was chasing so much. It wasn't necessarily thin, per se. I'm tall, too, so it may have looked thinner than other people, but it was like I was just chasing nothing. I'm much smaller than that now because I don't eat, I don't do this because I have a sugar addiction and I can't eat it. And I have a gluten addiction and I can't eat it. (laughs) So I stopped eating it. That's why I'm small now. It's not because I'm binging or restricting. I'm cutting it out because I make myself sick because I eat so much of it. That's why I'm small. It ain't because like, oh, I have such discipline. No, I have a freaking addiction. I have a binging problem. So, um... Yeah, let's let's talk about for a hot minute. Just I don't know if any other black women have this problem, but just trying to prove yourself as to being the exception. I think it's because I was it was because I was it was obviously because of low self-esteem. I just didn't believe in myself ever. And so I had to rely upon outside forces to make what rely on exterior like my exterior to get me stuff. It just I didn't I didn't believe in myself at all. I just didn't. So that's what I did to give to attempt to give me the leg up. It wasn't just me as a person, as a human. I had to do all this other BS to make me seem like something that I really wasn't. And it was it was a horrible vicious cycle. It was a toxic cycle. It was a lot of um it was just a lot of inner turmoil all the time. So much inner turmoil all the time. It still is. It's a lot of inner turmoil all the time just constantly fighting with yourself 
to be this and this and this and this and this. Nobody will see me as this and this and this and this. And I guess I'm talking about this now because I want that to stop. And um, maybe people, maybe some women have gone through this as well and don't really know what to do. Maybe that, you know, for a lot of you who I know who are struggling with weight and stuff like that, um, the weight is a motherfucker because... You know, people judge you so much by how they see you. They just do. They just judge you just on sight. I've seen them do it. I've heard them do it. I've done it myself. Just on sight, they know who they going to mess with and who they're not. How you're dressed and if you're weight and all this stuff. Period. So I understand why, um, you know, it's always going to be a thing. Like, it's always going to be a thing. Plus, we go through so much. Um, women, particularly black women... There have been so many times, especially when I gain weight, that I'm just like, what the fuck am I even trying for? Like, what am I even doing? Well, I'm just going to eat whatever the hell I want to. Fuck everybody. These motherfuckers don't want me. They treat me like crap. I'm not getting anywhere in my career. People still treat me whatever. I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want. And I get it, and I've been there, and I've done it. Okay? I have. So I get why there is a weight issue in that community because i i'm telling you what for why this is the what for your brain doesn't work right if you're if you are eating a bunch of bs it just doesn't work correctly it's not effective it doesn't tell you the truth it lies to you a lot and you'll be you'll be floored how much you can think clearly and have more self-awareness and be able to scope out bullshit 10 times faster when you stop eating all that crap um as far as like aesthetic wise don't do it for no man because they don't care (laughs) they really don't they don't care it's you're not going to get a leg up in the world if you're thinner there's a ton of thin girls they there's a ton of you know whatever you're just not you will present better um aesthetically to the world um but do it for do it for you. Do it for your brain. Do it for your health. Do it for how you feel. Because people talk about diets all the time in such a in such a messed up way. Like you be healthy, you feel good, you be... No, I didn't even know until I actually ate eat until I actually learned to eat the right things, exactly what it actually does for your head. And that's why I do it what it does to your head what it does to your brain what it does to make you how you see yourself how you feel you know how much stuff you get done in a day how much you how clearly you think you know just fix your head fix your head like medicate your medicate your brain and your depression and your um your attitude with healthy food and you'll be floored how much this will change you um another reason i'm eating healthy now because i'm trying to plot a a, you know a whole different trajectory of my life right now and if i i can't do that eating bullshit all the time like i have to have clear head i need to have a mind a correct mindset i need to know exactly what i'm thinking and me eating two bags of M&M's and stickers every day ain't gonna do that it's not gonna help me do that so that's another reason I'm trying to clear my head because I'm trying to plot another phase in my life at the moment it ain't gonna come to me being unhealthy I'll be asleep 
That's another thing. When you're healthy all the time, you always sleep. Always sleep. Stay sleep, y'all. Stay sleep. This summer, I would sleep all the time. Sleep. Sleep, 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 sleep. So, um, sleeping. Going to the bathroom all the time. So, anyway, um, I feel like this is a part two. But, you know, I am glad I got this out. Um, I hope I help somebody. I hope y'all listen to this. And, you know, I get it. I get it, black woman. I get it. Trust me, I get it. What for? For what? Why? 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 I go to work. I do this. I'm fine. I get it. Do it for your head. You can eat healthy. You will kick that mofo out your life. You'll, you, you'll be able to do it without even thinking about it. Like, you won't have to struggle with it at all. That's another thing. It's amazing how much I really don't have to struggle with my thoughts when I'm eating correctly. I'll just be like, okay, that's it. You know? So just try it. You know, I'm not going to push that on you. That was my projection. I was doing it before. And um, this is a rambling. Eventually, I will start scripting these out. But um, I'm not right now. So I hope this has done something for you or maybe just planted a seed. But um, I like to keep it real and not talk about health and fitness industry because it's bullshit. They lie to you all the time. And I'm telling you the real reason why you should do it. So, yeah. Hope this helps.